Welcome back to the fourth episode of Greyhound Time. I'm Wilson Stahl, and I'll be co-hosting this week's episode with Andrew Thompson. Today's episode will be focusing on the Clayton's cross-country team. Andrew and I both run cross-country, but varsity team captain Jeremy Kahn and junior Nate Martin will also be joining us today. Welcome on, boys. The Clayton Ledoux Invitational was last week. We had a ton of PRs, which is obviously a good way to start off the season. But after this first meet, how do you think the team will do compared to past teams? Uh, I think... Uh, we have a pretty solid base for our team. We have a lot of guys that packed up in the race. We had our three, four, and five, which were the last uh, three that count for score in the meet, uh, ahead of Shamanad's, I think, four and five. Like, we really packed well. Um, we might not have as many guys that are, like, sub-17 as we did in previous years, but we have really, a like, consistent um, group of guys. Yeah, so looking back around 2019, Clayton came in fourth in state, which was obviously a really good season. And as you said, we had a lot of people who were running, you know, sub-17s, which is really good for cross-country. And um, what do you think the future is going to look like for us? Like, do you think we're going to be able to go to state this year, or do you think it's more of a just a building year and we need to build some talent up? Um, well, for me, I think that after 2019, we took a big hit because a lot of our star runners or seniors, but now we have uh, fast freshmen and sophomores and Andrew's only a junior. So I would definitely say we have some potential for uh, next year, but I'm not sure how well we'll do this year. Jeremy, do you think by the end of the year, we will be able to compete with schools like Ledoux? Ledoux is a tough one because they have um, Krasnoff and Smock who are both really, really close to sub 16 and we don't have any runners that are really close to that at this point we we have the potential to get close to them by taking on like their slower runners because besides those top two they don't have that much depth but um we definitely i believe that even though it's kind of a rebuilding phase we have a potential to um break past districts because uh we're really close to shamanad who's ranked one above us and it's very possible to pass them so who else? Uh, what other schools are we going to be competing against? You know, if we're not going to be able to keep up with Ladu, what schools are you? Shamanad. You said Shamanad, but yeah, yeah. So the top four in the district are the ones that break in the state, and um, because now they're the districts are huge, so instead of two teams going, it's four. And Ladu is really good. Festus is always like state champ, and uh, Hillsborough is really really good. So it's just it's basically going to be between Shamanad and us to take on that fourth spot. One of the most important aspects of the team is the coach. How do you guys think Crow contributes to the success of the team? Um, well, to be honest, Crow is the only reason really that I come back to cross country. And I feel like he's with, the, with a lot of people because he's really nice, but he can still push you in workouts. And uh, he and the other coaches along with Spies and Turo, uh, you know, they you feel like you actually have made a connection with them. and. They're kind of like the high school coaches that everybody remembers. I would agree. Yeah, definitely. I think there are a lot of kids, especially like I've, I'm with you on that, Nate. I show up for Crow and for Spees and Turo, and they all play. Yeah. <laughs> they all have different roles. I think Turo is like a little bit harder than Spees. He's a little bit more serious. Yeah, he's a little Spies. more serious, which is good. Mm -hmm. But Spees kind of backs it up when, he, when he's on his bike. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sets the pace. Yeah. So uh, what else do you guys think about the culture of the team? How do they contribute to the culture? Uh, well, like Crow and 
Crow and Spees, like, uh, they can turn it on and off, like, if they want to be playful or if they want to say, you know, we got to get down to business. But uh, I feel like Turo is what keeps us on track. You know, he's yeah, the one making sure that you get your runs done. Yeah, he's always yelling at us. Yeah, so one cool thing about cross country is I think that, um, like, everybody kind of has respect for each other because cross country is not – it's not all that fun when you're in through going in the workouts and you're running and it's 95 degrees out. Like, I think that, but I think it builds a lot of respect for everyone. I think everybody's got respect for each other because we're all out there sweating and working really hard. Um, so what, do you think that keeps us together or do you think it's what keeps the team together? Yeah, I think that because I mean, not running for a sport and that's it is not the most fun thing but the fact that like like on a regular run the entire practice i'm just talking to my friends like there's no other sport you can do that so yeah. i think that's something really cool about cross country that you can kind of like work together um with your teammates to like push to the end of the run but you're also just like having fun at the same time yeah talk a lot about fantasy football i know yeah. that makes time fly um, can you guys explain to us what a normal week of cross country looks like? What are there certain days we do certain stuff, workouts, or just normal runs? Uh, yeah, so typically on Monday, uh, so for me, it's like a five to seven mile for varsity, and that's the day before our workout. And then on Tuesday, we'll have a workout, which is uh, a lot of time it's interval training uh, and it's timed. Sometimes we do hills, but I feel like people really underestimate those. Like they just hear workout and they don't actually know how hard those actually are. And then Wednesday is sort of like a cool down from our first workout. Uh, and it's like preparation for our next one that we'll have on Thursday. So Wednesday is probably around five miles also. And then Thursday we have another workout uh, similar to the one on Tuesday, but it's just it's different exercises that we're doing. And then Friday is typically um, a cool down from that workout. And then also uh, preparation for meets that we have on Saturday. And that's typically around four miles, I'd say. And then meets are a 5K, which is 3.1. And when we don't have a meet on Saturday, uh, we'll do a long run, which for varsity is probably like nine to 10 and a half miles. So what's the interval training looking like for you guys? Um, well, there's besides like the hill workout that Nate brought up, we have like a lot of repeats, which are like we do 1200 meter repeats. So you like have to hit a specific time. You do those like four times and uh, like a mile repeats. And usually the workout will end up equaling what are the length of a race is just with like the break in between because you're going faster than what you would in a race. And then there's also some workouts like fartlicks, which is where you run a three minutes fast, one minute jog, and then you like it just builds up your stamina. Like you can maintain this pace for a long period of time. And Nate, we, oh. sorry. All right, what's that? Uh, and then we all have our favorite workouts and the ones that we just hate. What are you guys' favorite workout? What's the one? What are the ones you hate? Um, the true favorite is the one I don't do, but I would say if I'm actually running it, probably hills because. <laughs> They're not timed at all, yeah. and you can just run as slow as you want. We had those yesterday. Yeah, and then uh, my least favorite is when we go to Mooney Park and we do time 1,000s, and then we also have 200s after that because it's just so much running and you're there for so long. 
Yeah, I agree with Nate for that. Those one Ks, they're just awful because it's not long enough where the pace is like slower, but it's not short enough that like it goes by fast. You're like out there running for a while. You have to do five of them to equal the five thousand meters. They just kind of suck. But my favorite, probably, um, probably like mile repeats. Okay. Nate, you've been running since freshman year. Do you think clay in cross country has number problems, or do you think the quality of the runners is more of what the problem is in truly competing against bigger schools? Um, I would say it's like kind of, uh, kind of both because we have numbers. The problem is a lot of our numbers come from freshmen that they kind of learn what cross country is, and as they start running, they drop it because it's a hard sport and. It's not just with freshmen. There are a lot of returners uh, that want to drop. I've even found myself wanting to drop it because it's not an easy sport. But um, I do feel like of those people, the ones that stick with it, we do have quality runners. And, uh, yeah, I would say uh, we have a couple sophomores that are uh, went out for the first year this year, and they're already faster than me, and they're on varsity. So, yeah, uh, we definitely – don't really lack quality. Yeah, so I think Clayton, uh, one of the problems is we lose a lot of runners to soccer and football. And I think that there used to be, I think it was a lot easier to be able to play soccer and run cross country. Do you think that some people should be able to play soccer and then also run meets and cross country? Uh, I mean, personally, I bet there's a lot of soccer players who are pretty fast and could like get really good at cross country that are sitting mostly on the bench for soccer. So I think that's like they're wasting their potential by doing that. And I mean, I don't know, I I feel like playing two sports at once probably doesn't benefit either one because you'll be a little bit worse at both. So I think like focusing on one would be really helpful. Yeah, like Shane, he he was a soccer player, right? And then you guys got him to quit that and join cross country, I think his sophomore year. How can we prepare the middle schoolers for cross country? Because we know there is a team at White Island. Nate, you did that. Um, yeah. Um, well, one thing I think we should have is a more direct feeder program where the program at White Island resembles the high school more. Because when I ran cross country in middle school, I was trained for a two-mile, but that was basically a 5K for me back then. And uh, the training was so much different, and I was not compared for, or not prepared for high school at all. And even one time, one of the high schoolers came down. He was a senior, and he was one of the faster high schoolers. And he said, uh, "I was complaining because I had a long run." And he said, "This is nothing compared to high school," which is completely true. Like uh, high school training is so much more difficult, and I felt like middle school didn't really prepare us for it that well. So I, I would definitely say that if we could uh try to have uh whoever plans our workouts here which is crow he should try to um see what the middle schoolers could do to see to be more unified and to be uh more better prepared for high school cross country so nate when you did the white on cross country did you guys did you guys have practice every day and what do those practices look like um i do not think we had it every day it was a couple days a week two to three probably and honestly, some days we just like ran to Skinker and back like three times from wide down, which is really nothing at all. And I think it's because the 
the coaches didn't really like have a passion for running. You can tell with Crow and Spees, they care about what they're doing and they want to be out there. And I think that um, really impacts uh, the, the training that's given to us and how the athletes treat the sport. I, I, I didn't even know there was a middle school team. I, like, that's probably a problem. I think it would be really cool if we made it feel like it was one big team yeah. that like, like the captains were going to see the middle schoolers and like encouraging them to go up to the high school. Yeah. So one thing that annoys me about cross country, and I think that you guys, I would hear you guys think about it, but I don't think we get enough respect from people at Clayton because I think a lot of people, you know, they see the cross country guys running around in 90 degree weather with their shirts off and, you know, eating popsicles with park benches. And, uh, but, and so they, I think that, Clayton gives a lot of support to sports like basketball and football. But when you compare cross country to those sports, cross country has been a lot more successful in the past couple of years through their cross country team. Do you think that the, you know, people that run cross country deserve more respect from Clayton? Yeah, I think so. I mean, people like kind of have a stereotype for cross country runners, like, oh, it's the weird sport. So people like kind of look down on it or don't think it's like that big of a deal to be good at it. Um, but yeah, like I think we've been like really, really successful in the recent past, and even like within the last couple of years, we've had we send guys to state every year. We compete pretty well, so yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's it's not an easy sport either. Like, it's very underestimated. It's there's a saying. It's kind of corny. Like our sport is your sport's punishment, but it's true. Like what we're doing is it's not easy, and truthfully, not everybody can do it because we've seen that with the numbers people drop out and it is relatively successful compared to every other sport i mean we got fourth at state in 2019 only a couple of years ago so i definitely think that uh we should get more respect not to brag for you nate but we know you're a stellar, stellar athlete you're an all-american wrestler do you think your athleticism helps you become such a natural runner um to be honest i feel like that and my training is really the only thing I have. Like, uh, I do try to push myself in my workouts that I do. I mean, I don't always complete every run, but I try. And then I do other stuff um, for my wrestling that kind of counteracts what I'm doing in cross country. So I definitely think that uh, my athleticism and just uh, being kind of like a natural athlete and um, – pushing myself in my uh, workouts is uh, what gets me to where I am. Yeah. So I think, uh, I think right now you're cutting weight, aren't you? I am. Uh, do, you, do you think that affects how you run? Um, does that make it worse? Does that help? A um, to be honest, I think once I'm deep in my cut, it really affects it. I cut my calories a lot, but to be honest, I feel like um, I, when I, fa when I fast last year, I used to fast all the time and run. I actually do feel like that helps me to, uh, run better when I had run on an empty stomach. Now, if I had eaten the night before, it would help, which I do. And so I, I don't know. It's just, it might be a mental thing, but I just feel faster and lighter when I run faster. So Jeremy, you started running last year. Is that correct? Yeah. So how did you get into cross country where you're like friends, you know, pushing you to do it or is it parents or like your decision? Um, it was, it's kind of weird. So like during the original quarantine phase, like, yeah. 2020 March, yeah. I was like, had nothing to do. And my mom would always run like two miles a day. So I like try to run with her. I would make it like half a mile and I'd have an awful cramp. But, like, 
didn't want to do it anymore. But like she kept pushing me. And then eventually I was able to run like by myself, like three miles a day. And eventually like uh, some of the cross country guys like saw that I was like posting on Strava Mm -hmm. and they asked me to run with them. And then I started uh, getting better that way. Yeah, I think we all kind of have funny stories of how we got involved in the cross country. Like for me, it was, I didn't, I didn't have a ride home freshman year. So like cross country is the only sport I could just kind of show up to and do that. And then, yeah, my parents kind of forced me to do those summer runs um, last summer, summer 2020. And I ended up really liking it, being with my friends in the morning. And then Nate. Yeah, is I, don't, your... I don't have a choice of running cross country. My dad, uh kind of swears that it's the best thing to get me in shape for wrestling. So uh, I've been doing it since middle school, and I've just been sticking with it. Well, does running cross country help with wrestling, like with the cutting of the weight, or does it? Yeah, it does. Like my dad, I mean, he's not wrong. You know, it does help you. I'm I'm in peak shape whenever I am at the end of my cross country season, and it does help you get weight off because whether you like it or not, you're probably going to lose some weight running cross country. It's just the way it is. And are you uh, lifting weights right now? Or are you um, real busy? I, I have been, but for the past two weeks, I've been refraining from lifting because I just can't find time in my schedule. Yeah. Uh, so cross country, you guys consider it like a team sport or do you think it's more of like a personal sport? Or do you think it's a mix of both? I think it's a mix of both because like from one respect, like you are – by yourself running as fast as you can and it's up to you to make it's not like your performance will be worse because of like if someone it's not like in baseball if someone makes a bad throw it screws over the whole team it's like up to you to make that make it a good race but at the same time like using your like if i see like my teammate ahead of me in a race like it motivates me to push up to them because we have a goal to beat the other teams as a whole so i think it is a mix of both I agree. In 2019, the reason we made it to state was because we packed up so heavily in the district race. <clears throat> and we were able to go into state as a team and then even at state able to place as a team. So while you are crossing that finish line alone, it's all these people that have been backing you, all the people that have been supporting you, training with you, and even helping you in the races and cheering you on uh, with you. So, Jeremy, you're a senior, and this is your last year running cross country for Clayton. What are you looking to achieve personally and as a team? Personally, I I really want to break 18, uh, which would be like a really big PR for me. But because I did track over the last season, um, I think that it's possible for me to do that. And like also, I'm not going to lie, my form isn't the best on the, on the cross country course. So if I can get that better, I think that would help. And then as a team, um, I think, I mean, obviously making state would be crazy. So that would be, that's definitely my team goal. Nate, do you have any goals for this year? Um, yeah, sort of similar to Jeremy's is uh, I want to break 19. Uh, I've I kind of stayed the same, kind of plateaued ever since freshman year. And uh, it'd be really big for me to break that plateau and break 19. And then for state, yeah, I, I agree. You know, seeing – Seeing the whole team go to state when I was a freshman was really cool. So I feel like if we could do that again this year, make a repeat, that'd be awesome. So looking forward to the next meet at Arnold Park, do you guys know anything about this course? And how are you preparing for this meet? Uh, well, I mean, 
last year there weren't as many races. This is my last year is my first year, so I never got to experience this specific course. Yeah. Uh, but what we're doing to prepare is that this week there is no race, so we're doing like extra mile of like like on Monday instead of like what Nate said normally we do five to seven we did eight miles. Um, we're gonna have three workouts this week instead of two, just so we can like get um, really prepared for the next week. Oh, I didn't know about that. You face <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, for me, my mental is always at least it's not Borgia. You know, that's the worst course there is, and it's about a hill for like two hundred feet. So, um, I mean, I I'm just I try to be thankful that it's not Borgia, so I get in the right mindset. This week at Arnold Park, who should we who should we be looking at to do well? Um, well, the first meet, we had Luke Baker, who's a sophomore, his first official race ran like a 1903. So usually the new guys will dramatically increase, or I guess decrease their times from like the first to the second race. Cause now they have more experience. So look for him to do well. Um, I think you, Andrew, you seem to PR just about every race. So Thanks. hopefully pushing you towards sub 17. That'd be That's awesome. Cool, yeah. And also, Ben had a great meet last yeah, time. Yeah, ben, Benny Hartman. Um, he really focused in on the last race and somehow, not even somehow, he works really hard at practice. He he pushed to a sub-20 major PR, got like top 10 in the JV race. Yeah, totally. I mean, I, was, I saw him run through it. I mean, I was behind him. But <laughs> <laughs> I saw him pass me. He was moving. Um, what are you guys' hopes for this meet? Andrew, I know you were just talking about trying to run a sub-17. You think yeah. maybe this might be the meet for you? or Yeah, yeah, hopefully. Um, that's the goal. That's the goal I've had all year. And when we did those goals, um, that's why I told Crone, he said he liked that goal. He thought it was uh, reachable. So that's my main focus for the year. What about you guys? Do you guys have any goals for this meet, or is this just a, another meet? No, I mean, I definitely do have a goal for this meet because last time, like, I my pacing wasn't really what I wanted it to be. So this time I want to really have even splits and hope to push. Like, we obviously ended in a pack of three, but I want to push that pack forward because we do need those points if we want to beat Chaminade districts. Do you guys have any techniques to run your 5K? Do you guys go out fast or do you pace yourself? Um, well, I feel like a problem that I've had in previous years is going out way too fast in the first mile, which I feel like <clears throat> a lot of people have. But this past race, I tried going out not slow, but uh, not my all in the first uh, mile. And I was really towards the back of the race. But as the race started going on, uh, my second mile was about a minute faster than my first. And I started and I actually finished at a 1940 around there. So that's that's pretty good for me and i didn't even really feel tired at the end so i definitely feel like i could have uh pushed myself harder but just from laying off for the first mile um, i felt like i had a lot more energy yes yeah, so we're running out of time so uh jeremy have you have any you've been on the um, cross-country team for a little bit and same with you nate what are some good memories you guys have um i think that just like especially last year when they're like the two seniors millen and anand just like goofing off at like the yeah. races, just like 
like I know it sounds bad, but like making fun of like some of the guys who like look stupid at the, like when they're the final sprint, yeah. just having a good time, like going out to dinner afterwards, and just like the community aspects. Like obviously running isn't that memorable, but like being as a team doing that is really memorable for me. Everybody has respect for each other, and Nate, I know you probably have this memory of when Wilson uh, and I and you we went to IHOP. Uh, yeah, summer run that was one of the last summer runs of the year, and we t- we took that turn and sprinted to IHOP, and then you know we timed it right, getting back, uh, running on full stomachs to you know be crow. But I I think he knew. He definitely he always knows. Yeah, somehow. <laughs> so once again, huge thanks to Jeremy Cohen and Nate Martin for coming on to the podcast. We hope everyone enjoyed this episode. Make sure to tune in next Thursday for another episode and make sure to follow the Instagram and YouTube at Greyhound Time. See you.